on Chinese Entertainment News. I'm your host for today, Karen. Today is the first day of February, which means another Chinese drama updates episodes. I have been dying to talk about at least some of these dramas because the gossip and saga around these dramas have been quite interesting. We will start posting these episode transcripts on our website www.chasingdramas.com. So, if you want to reference what we discussed in this podcast episode in written form, you will be able to. Just note that most of the names and titles will most likely be in Chinese, so you may have to do some Google translating, or you know what? You'll just learn to read Chinese. <laughs> An added bonus. We have a number of dramas to talk about today, but let's start off with the two Chinese paladins. Finally, after much anticipation, Chinese Paladin Four, or The Legend of Sword and Fairy Four, or Sword and Fairy Four, <laughs> or Sinjian Si, starring Ju Jingyi and Chen Zheyuan, finally began airing on January seventeenth. This 36-episode drama aired on ITE. As you can tell, there are many names for this drama. I'm going to actually just keep on calling it Chinese Paladin Four because that is what I'm used to. It can also be called The Legend of Sword and Fairy Four, but the other drama we're going to talk about is called Sword and Fairy. So I think we're going to try to not confuse everyone, and I'm going to call this drama Chinese Paladin Four, and the other one stick with Sword and Fairy. Let me first start with a quick plot summary. Nineteen years ago, the Chonghua sect manipulated two swords to casting a net on the monster realm in order to steal valuable power, thus causing a war between human and monster. Two pupils of the sect, Yun Tianqing and Su Yu, chose to leave the sect due to differences in philosophy. They arrived at Qingwanfeng and gave birth to a son, Yun Tianhe. Sadly, Su Yu died shortly after, and her husband died a few years later, leaving Yun Tianhe, featuring Chen Zheyuan, to grow up alone in the mountains. One day, Yun Tianhe encounters a mysterious young woman, Han Lingsha, featuring Ju Jingyi, who trespassed on his parents' tomb. She's after a unique sword in Yun Tianhe's possession. Without much persuasion, Yun Tianhe agrees to leave the mountain in search of answers surrounding his parents. On the way, they encounter another young woman, Liu Mengli, and a young pupil of the Qionghua Pai, Mu Rong Ziying. The four head off on an adventure, but in doing so, unravel painful mysteries of the past. And are forced to confront the evil forces threatening to destroy the world. The source material of this drama comes from the game Chinese Paladin Four, so there is a lot of history there. Chinese Paladin, in general, is a video game, and there are multiple video games that were created. This is also the first main Chinese Paladin drama series to come out since 2009's Chinese Paladin Three. Well, there was a Chinese Paladin Five as well, but that was largely panned and forgotten about. The reason why this drama is so highly anticipated is because Chinese Paladin One and Chinese Paladin Three were smash successes in their day and launched the careers of so many A-listers today, including 
胡歌、刘亦菲、杨幂、刘诗诗、霍建华 and 唐嫣。If it wasn't for Chinese Paladin, we wouldn't get today's Blossom Shanghai. Every one of the main cast of those two dramas, Chinese Paladin One and Chinese Paladin Three, became household names and still hold a lot of sway in the Chinese entertainment industry. I absolutely loved Chinese Paladin One. It was such a great drama when I was growing up, and I really enjoyed Chinese Paladin Three. But I think I have a、uh, bigger soft spot for Chinese Paladin One. I would say that Xianjian Qi Xiaozhuan or Chinese Paladin One. Is probably in the top five of my all-time favorite Chinese dramas that I've ever watched, and I think that tells you a lot. <laughs> When this drama began filming, everyone online was pondering whether or not its leads will also become the next top idols, just given the track record. Well, minus Chinese Paladin Five, but we don't really talk about that drama. For this drama, we have the pretty controversial Ju Jingyi and the up-and-coming Chen Zheyuan star in the leading roles of Han Lingsha and Yun Tianhe, respectively. If the drama did well, then perhaps Chen Zheyuan would be the next Wang Hedi or Dylan Wang, and Ju Jingyi would squeeze squarely at the top of the Jiu Linghua or the Ninety Flowers, meaning the ladies who were born in 1990s to 1995. Unfortunately, this drama has been out for about a month, and let me say that this drama has been anything but a hit.、Uh, I think Kathy watched about five episodes. I lasted about two episodes,、um, and can completely understand why it hasn't been a huge hit. Apparently, this drama cost a whopping three hundred million RMB, converting that to U.S. dollars. That's around forty-five million U.S. dollars, which is still quite a lot of money. But you wouldn't really know it. Just based on what you see on screen, the CGI is decent, but the production seems cheap with its very fake sets and the awful lighting. The costumes aren't great,、uh, and there aren't really that many known actors or actresses as well in this drama to help prop it up. The leads sadly have very little chemistry, and Chen Zheyuan's acting is quite wooden. I feel like his voice actor is basically doing all of the work for him. Well, for him and also Ju Jingyi. I'd rather be staring at Mu Rong Ziying instead. At least Mao Zedong is,、uh, I would say, much more handsome and has better acting. Mao Zedong is an actor that I've known for or followed for the last decade, and I'm really sad he never became a bigger star because I do think he's quite handsome. There was one review online that I agreed with, in that they said this drama just feels like it's child's role play. There is nothing intriguing about it. Maybe I'll give it another go and try to watch a few more episodes, but this is a pass because it is in direct competition with Chinese Paladin Six. This was an. Interesting turn of events. ITE started airing Chinese Paladin Four on their platform, and then Tencent decided to air Chinese Paladin Six on their platform the very next day. This drama started airing on January 18th, and stars Xu Kai and Yu Shuxin. This drama, instead of being called Chinese Paladin Six, is now called Sword and Fairy or Qi Jin Zhao. In Chinese, so no longer Xianjian Qi Xiaozhuan. This drama is also 36 episodes long. Xu Kai 
plays Yue Jinzhao, while Yu Shuxin plays Yue Qi. Both of them woke up without memory of their past and spent the last three years together as siblings traveling the world, hoping to find some clues about their past. The two find themselves embroiled in various oddities, including a cult called Qihun Shengzong and the blood sacrifices of the Luo family, to name a few. A fight against the cult unexpectedly removed the seal that locked away Yue Qi's memories and emotions. The pair, Yue Qi and Yue Jinzhao, meet a number of interesting people on their journey of uncovering their true identities. Despite this drama also being of Chinese paladin source material, Sword and Fairy, or Qi Jinzhao, has also not done too well. On Tencent's popularity index, this drama just breached 24,000, which is a far cry from the 30,000 that dramas aim to reach. This is a miss or another miss for Xu Kai and an even bigger miss for Yu Shuxin. Esther Yu's fans might be following the drama, but it just did not click with broader audiences. There isn't as much drama between the cast members as there was in Chinese Paladin 4, which I didn't mention earlier. Basically, Zhu Jingyi and Chen Zhiyuan were fighting it out before uh, Chinese Paladin 4 aired for the top billing spot. There hasn't been as much of that kind of chaos for Chinese Paladin 6 or Sword and Fairy, which is good. And the two, Yu Shuxin and Xu Kai, are still even doing live streams together to promote the drama. But that hasn't really made up for lack of interest or basically fatigue between the two Chinese paladins airing at the exact same time. Now, I also tried watching Sword and Fairy. It's easy to see that this drama is actually a better drama in terms of production quality, but uh, unfortunately, it still isn't my cup of tea. I might write a short review for this drama and uh, Chinese Paladin 4 just to give my initial thoughts. My main gripe actually is uh, Esther Yu Shuxin's voice. It wasn't as much of a problem in Tang Lan Jue or Love Between Fairy and Devil, nor was it a problem in Journey to You earlier last year or Yun Zhi Yu. Lately, Yu Shuxin has been sent to talk with a Jia Ziyin in Chinese, or in English, that's more of like a high-pitched tone that is trying to be more childish. She didn't have this kind of voice for Yun Zhiyu and spoke normally, but I think is or was amping it up fully for this drama, Sword and Fairy, which has made for a less than ideal viewing experience. The joke around these two dramas airing one right after each other or next to each other is that Tencent has Chinese Paladin 6, or Qi Jinzhao, while Ai Yi has Chinese Paladin 4. But guess what? Youku has the rights to Chinese Paladin 1 and 3 and just made them available on its platform. So all three of these platforms are getting in the fray with the big IP or intellectual property that is Xinjian Qixia Zhuan, or Chinese Paladin. Let me know if you have watched these two dramas I have tried. I really, really did try. But because I am such a big fan of Chinese Paladin 1, I might have my blinders on. I'm going to admit to that, but I really just cannot <laughs> get through Chinese Paladin 4 or 6.
Moving on, another surprise dud has been Yang Zi's new drama Yao Jiu Jiu Ai or Love Endures. To her credit, this drama is airing on network television, so that's a plus one for her. It started airing on Jiangsu Television on January twentieth and is thirty-two episodes long. It is also airing on Youku. This modern-day drama features Yang Zi and Fan Chengcheng as leads. Yang Zi plays Huang Yingzi, while Fan Chengcheng plays Jiang Yi. In their group of seven friends in high school, they all helped each other out, work towards attending college and Beijing, and achieving bigger and better dreams. But as they grew up, this group of friends started fading. Ten years later, as they're all now battered in adult society, Huang Yingzi decides to reunite her friends and help answer the question of who did you like when you were seventeen. Yangzi came off a huge success this summer with Lost You Forever season one or Changxiangzi, but this drama Love Endures failed to click with audiences. On TV rating charts, it did not even break into the top ten. However, this drama did break ten thousand on Youku's popularity index. I don't know if Youku's popularity index equates to, for example, Tencent's popularity index or IT's popularity index. The fact of the matter is that ratings-wise, television ratings-wise, this drama has not done well at all. I haven't watched it, but the general commentary has been that she doesn't have much chemistry with her male co-star Fan Chengcheng because the real-life actors have quite a big age gap, whereas she is much older than he is, and perhaps that he is so well known、uh, for being in various reality TV shows that his acting is just you know not as、uh, immersive as Yangzi's. The other component for Yangzi is there's been commentary about how she doesn't look the part of a high school student in the various flashbacks for the drama. That is to say, despite Yangzi heavily marketing or promoting this drama, it has not achieved the successes that she saw over the summer with Changxiangzi or Lost You Forever. I will most likely pass on this drama as it just doesn't seem to be my cup of tea. Now, as for a bit of a different kind of offering, Kathy wanted me to highlight this drama, Hei Tu Yan or Frozen Surface. This is a crime drama starring Chen Jianbin and Hu Jun. This twelve-episode drama began airing on January tenth on Tencent. Here's the premise: In the small town of Lanhe in the northeast province of Dongbei. Three sudden deaths have sent the town reeling. All three died in different ways. Captain Guan Yu quickly assembled a team to begin the investigation. As his team searches for clues, different suspects catch their attention. From the newly released from prison Yang Si to Yang Si's stepson, who has complicated relationships with two of the victims, and several others, it's a race against the clock to solve these murders. Kathy says that she really liked Chen Jianbin's previous crime drama, Thirteen Years of Dust, so she's gonna give this a go. There hasn't been much buzz for this drama, but both Chen Jianbin and Hu Jun are well-known and established actors in the industry, whom we have known for decades now. So we will be glad to see them back on the small screen. That is what Kathy's gonna be watching for me. I am turning my attention to 
Amai Tongjun or Fighting for Love. This drama was filmed in 2021, so it's taken some time to finally reach audiences. This drama features Zhang Tian Ai, who plays the title female general Amai. Amai is the daughter of the Duke of Jing in the Southern Xia Kingdom. Sadly, her entire family was killed by Chen Qi, a male friend who grew up with her. Several years later, the young woman Amai disguised herself as a man in order to seek revenge against Chen Qi. In a lucky encounter, Amai saves the son of a princess. His name is Shang Yizhi, featuring Zhang Haowei, and helped him escape sticky situations several times. War arrives. Amai decides to disguise herself once again to join the army. Afterwards, she uses her skills to win many battles and earn many accolades. She ultimately becomes General Mai. This story is about her personal growth on the battlefield as well as her relationship with Shang Yizhi. Just from this, it seems like this is a Mulan story. I personally have a soft spot for Zhang Tianai and therefore will be watching this drama. It started airing on ITE on January 31st. Hopefully this drama is good. I don't think there's actually been too much buzz around this drama given that Zhang Tianai hasn't been in that many projects of late, but I do enjoy seeing her on screen. So this will be at least an attempted chase from me. I don't know if it'll be good, but I will give it a shot. Last but not least, and also probably the most anticipated drama we've had in a while, is Amidst a Snowstorm of Love, or Zai Bao Xue Shifen. It has been announced that it will begin airing on February 2nd on Tencent. This 32-episode drama stars the very handsome cast of Wu Lei and Zhao Jinmai. Wang Xinyue is also in this drama. I mean, I swear, I feel like I see his name everywhere now in the last couple of months. Anyways, this drama is based off of a very popular book by Mo Bao Feibao. She wrote the original book or was screenwriter for several popular dramas, including Bu Bu Jingxing or Startling with Each Step, He Yi Sheng Xiang Mo, My Sunshine, Lie Huo Ru Ge, The Flame's Daughter, Qin Ai De, Re Ai De, Go Go Squid, and Zhou Sheng Ru Gu, One and Only. Retired genius snooker player Lin Yiyang and popular nine-ball player Yin Guo have a chance encounter after being stuck in a blizzard. The two gradually get closer and Yin Guo learns of Lin Yiyang's past. During a championship snooker game, Lin Yiyang disagreed with the referee's ruling. He was banned from the competition as a result. In response, Lin Yiyang announced his retirement. It was only after meeting Yin Guo did Lin Yiyang reignite his passion for snooker and the two together climbed to greater heights in their careers. The biggest draw for this drama is that it was actually filmed on location in Finland. It's very rare for Chinese productions to be filmed abroad and this was one of the first to do so after COVID restrictions were lifted in late 2022. I remember seeing all of the fan photos of them filming in Finland and the snow scenes were absolutely stunning. Hopefully this will be a hit for both of them because these two are pretty well respected in the industry despite being so young, especially Wu Lei. 
There seems to be a decent amount of anticipation around this drama. So let's see what the viewership stats are like. As an aside, is it just me or do you think that Wu Lei chooses projects for his dramas so that he can also learn interesting new skills? I feel like he probably spent a decent chunk of time learning how to play snooker for this drama. And there was a drama last year or two years ago where he uh, played a tennis player and actually spent a decent chunk of time learning how to play tennis. So I feel like he is just picking up new skills for the different dramas that he's a part of. Well, that is it for today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I will be posting the transcript for this podcast episode on our website. So feel free to check it out at www.chasingdramas.com. That is a new thing that we're going to start doing since it seems like it will be helpful for our listeners and folks uh, in general. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to us. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you in the next podcast episode. Bye.